Hallelujah and a blessed morning to you. I pray that you had a peaceful night and that God our Father has allowed you to see another day and um, we are grateful for life. Let us pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we humbly bow our heads before you, thanking you for the life that you have graciously given to all of us. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you that, Lord, we see it and experience it. And thanking you from the bottom of our hearts for being a good father and just putting everything steady round the globe and round the whole earth. Thank you for holding the whole of creation together and mankind and giving us hope even in a totally brand new day. We cannot take anything for granted. And our prayer today, Father, is that your kingdom come and only your will be done in and through all our lives. Let that which is written in your books in heaven come to pass in line with your will. We commend ourselves to your grace and your love. In the precious name of Jesus, we do trust and pray. Amen and amen and amen. I pray that... Uh, you are keeping well and I just want you to take a minute to join me in thanksgiving to God. Let's just raise up a, a worship to God. Father, we worship and adore you. We glorify your holy name. We thank you for you are good and you are God. Amen. You're worthy God. Oh, we join in to give you thanks and praise and honor and thanksgiving. You are truly God and there could never be another one beside you. Receive our worship. We adore you. Oh, come on somebody. Let's just worship the Lord. Let's just bless his holy name, the great I am, the maker of our soul, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even Christ our Lord and Savior, we glorify you and thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our comforter and our help our God who is present with us. Amen. Let's just join in and worship. Oh, let's bless the God that gives us life and joy and hope. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. For thou, O Lord, above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all God, oh God, for thou Above all the earth, thou art exalted far above all gods. 
exalt you and we give you praise in jesus name we have worshiped amen amen today we're going to read scripture from the book of isaiah chapter six it's a very common scripture and um i know we have read this scripture many a times we're just we're just going to get some strength and wisdom from our father on high in the name of Jesus. So God has an expectation for every true and genuine believer. Those that are born again, those that are called by the name of Jesus, those that know they are written in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says that um, God calls to those who are called by his name to repent, to cry out to him, to remind him of his goodness, his mercies, and his promises so that he is going to heal our land. And so, child of God, it is you that I'm speaking to, you that is born again. God has much expectation for you and through you, even for our land, Kenya, at this very, very crucial time. And so, may God help us to stay aligned and focused Onto his will and his purpose. Now, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 from verse 1, that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. 
and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, War is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then I flew, then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here I am, send me. Praise the Lord. So Isaiah is having an encounter with the Lord. And we all know that Isaiah is one of the respected um, prophets of God who was very accurate, who was able, able to reveal things for his time and people um, that were in captivity uh, during his tenure. But he did not only minister to them, but Isaiah is one of the prophets that speaks even of Christ and his coming and his duty and the deliverance he was going to bring to the people of Israel and ultimately to the entire earth. Okay, so um, but the Bible tells us that um, Isaiah is having an encounter here and it happens soon after King Uzziah dies. Now, one thing is notable is that King Uzziah had done a fabulous job. He had taken care of the country. He had preserved the nation and, and he had done great things. Okay. And so he stood uh, as, as a figure of hope to the people of Israel and even including the prophet. But the Bible says that it is until King Uzziah died, then Isaiah sees this great um, vision of the great I am the king of kings sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filling the temple. And I mean he sees magnificent things that have never been experienced on earth because he sees seraphims that have six wings, you know, amazing, amazing, amazing visions that he saw. And um, two of these wings are covering the seraphim's face, Two of them are, are causing him to fly and two of them are covering the seraphim's feet. What a vision. Can you imagine if you and I were to encounter that, right? And they, they are crying one to another, the holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And the earth is full of his glory. And you know, <laughs> it is such an interesting vision. And I mean... 
I would imagine if it was you or me that were placed in that kind of a scenario, it's it's hard to imagine even how we would be how we would behave because we are right in the presence of God and our spiritual eyes have been open. Whether it's God bringing that experience into the place and the space we are at here on earth, or we are caught up by faith to be right before the throne room of God. It is an encounter that is life transforming. And it we cannot uh, be able to uh, encounter such a place and remain the same again. And many people who have gone through such experiences, the first thing they notice when they see the glory of God is that they see the sin that is in their lives because no one can stand before our God and match with his holiness. It does not matter any of us and how holy we may be. Praise God for that holiness. But when it comes before the holy of holies, it is as dirty as the dirtiest of rags. And that's why we need the blood of Jesus, the blood that speaketh better things than that of Abel when we come before the presence of God. And only by the blood of Jesus can we be able to access and be counted worthy to be to come before our God. I want you to think about the 24 elders that have been there for years upon years upon years with our God. And yet every time they visualize the glory of God, they see our Father, they see Christ our Lord, the Lamb of God. All they do is cast down their golden crowns because I, I can imagine it's not easy to keep wearing your crown in front of the King of Kings. And for me, that's a revelatory knowledge right there. They keep casting down their golden crowns to honor the Lord, the ultimate King of us all. And they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. So, but then something very significant happens is that when Isaiah sees this glory of God, and he says, I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people that are of unclean lips. Immediately, one of the uh, angels or seraphims flies uh, toward him, having a life call in his hand, which he picks up from the altar, and he lays it upon Isaiah's mouth, and he says that your lips and thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin is purged. Praise the Lord. And um, he is cleansed. He gets help in the moment of desperation, right? And um, right there and then, the Bible says that immediately after his purging, he is able to hear the voice of the Lord saying, who shall go for us? Who shall go for us? And him being a purged man has the confidence to say, here am I, send me. And I'm going to stop right there and just um, strengthen us, encourage us, admonish us, challenge us, believers. Are we spending time in the presence of God? Are we having moments when we allow God to have precedence, to have his way? When we even remain steadfast still before God in the place of prayer, in our closet, just to hear the Lord speak to us. Have you noticed the confusion that is there within the body of Christ? 
Some people are in this camp of election. Other people are in the other camp. And everybody seems to be hearing from God. And my question is, is it God we're hearing or are we all in confusion? Which one is right? If the body of Christ that believes they are the body of Christ are so torn in decision, so torn in hearing God, what is going on? I want to admonish you, child of God. I would rather be caught up in God's presence and wait till before the great I am to hear accurately from him because we are hearing all sorts of things and I bet you it is not God that is the author of confusion. Something is wrong. Someone is wrong. And I pray that the true body of Christ will hear the voice of the Lord. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is the president that is coming in or no, it's not that one and it's this, it's this one. I just want God's will and perfect will to be done. And I believe this is the space that God wants every child of God to be found in. And we can only be found there, child of God, when our mind is clear, when we are hearing the Holy Spirit and walking in accurate discernment. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, and when it talks about the, 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 the root of Jesse that will have the Spirit of God settle upon it, eh? praise the Lord, that root of Jesse will have such an anointing of the seven, sevenfold spirit of the living God. And the Bible says that that anointing will be able to help the root of Jesse and which we are counted as part and parcel that now we are born again, that we will receive the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, spirit of quick understanding, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of, of the fear of the Lord and that we shall not judge from the hearing of our ears or from the seeing of our eyes, but with righteousness and equity, we shall be able to judge things and to be able to accurately discern things and that from the rod of our mouths, we shall smite the earth. Why? Because we are in sync. We are in tandem with the Holy Spirit and he will not be saying one thing and we are sensing another. And so child of God, I'm calling everyone that would hear the Lord saying to us, let us return to the place of prayer. Let us return to the place of complete submission and be able to remain in times of prayer and fasting and watching so that we can hear the Lord and then decree the will of God over the nation of Kenya. And so let us be found desiring the Lord. Let us be found obeying the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. If there is a time we cannot demean the voice of the Holy Ghost, it is now. Let him lead the way. Let him guide us. Let us totally lay ourselves bare so that he may speak to us the perfect will of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I will just ask us to pray, Father, please forgive us. 
as a body we have been found to and fro, being torn in this place and that place, and there is such confusion in the camp of God's people. My Father, you have first asked us to pray. You have first asked us that if the people that are called by your name will pray, seek your face, repent, turn from their wicked ways and, and, and seek you, God, then you will hear us from heaven and you will heal our land. You say that, God, we shall lift up our leaders before you in prayer. And Lord, we pray that obediently, that is the first thing we will be found doing. Help us, Lord, where we have missed you, where we have found ourselves as busy bodies moving up and down and not being in sync with the person of the Holy Spirit. Forgive us that there would even be such confusion within the very body of Christ. It clearly shows that, Father, our hearing needs to be accurate. And so, Lord, we cry out for your mercy and we pray that you will cause us to be one in the spirit, to be one in faith, to be one in obedience to one Father, one Savior, one Spirit, one faith in the name of the Lord. And so we give you praise and we totally surrender to you. Help us to intercede for our nation without biasnesses, without having choices for our own selves, O oh God. Please help us to obey you and to be still in your presence. We love you and bless you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. I want to pray for you who is not feeling well or is in need or breakthrough that the visitation of God, the strong arm of God will come through for you in the name of Jesus, that God will fight your battle, that he will cause his light and his name to be feared through your life when people see him grant you victory and that he will cause his healing virtue to rest on you in the name of Jesus. I pray that with your own eyes, you will see your enemies defeated. I pray that before your very eyes, you will see God establish his will in and through your life, in your business, at your workplace, in your ministry, in your family, in your marriage, in the name of Jesus. And so be strengthened in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Are you there? You're not born again. <laughs> you don't yet know Christ as Savior. The Lord wants you to come to him and submit yourself to him. There is no better life in this entire globe, in this entire universe that can be found, but that we may be found as believers in Christ Jesus. And so wherever you are, if you know that you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, today is another day God is placing before you. And he says, come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you're there and you want this prayer to be your prayer of faith to God, I'm here to pray with you in Jesus' name. So would you say these words after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I recognize that I, I don't even fall in the docket of your children and the people that you look to, to work with. And for that reason, I want to be born again. 
I want to be in the family of God. Father, forgive my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Make me to follow after the leadings of your Holy Spirit. Wash me with the blood of the Lamb of God. Make me whole. Make me your child and help me to live with you for all eternity. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And from today, I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. If you've made that prayer, Jesus is your Lord and your Savior. Please take life seriously from now because God does take it seriously. He knows you're his. You, he knows you belong to him. And he knows that the day he will return, he will go with you because you're part and parcel of his very family. Please look for a Bible-believing church. Get to know the pastors. Get to grow in the faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Won't you have a blessed day? A day when you hear the Lord and stay and walk in obedience in Jesus' name. Amen. The Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Galatians. Greetings. Paul, an apostle not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren who are with me, to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter 
and remained with him fifteen days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by face to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only, He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God in me. Then, after fourteen years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation, and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run, or had run, in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in, who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But from those who seemed to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seemed to be something, added nothing to me. But on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They desired only that we should remember the poor, the very thing which I also was eager to do. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face, because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak in the manner of men. Though it is only a man's covenant, yet if it is confirmed, no one annuls or adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. What purpose, then, does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. 
But the scripture has confined all under sin, that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Brethren, I urge you to become like me, for I became like you. You have not injured me at all. You know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you at the first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that, if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? They zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you, I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone, for I have doubts about you. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise. 
which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You, you shall, shall love, love your neighbor, neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, 
revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand? As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. The Epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, am writing to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ 
who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the Spirit, who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come 
he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Therefore remember that you, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. 
according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who was able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all, and in you all. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this, he ascended, what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, 
that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath or give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine, 
in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bondservants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with goodwill doing service, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly, as I ought to speak. But that you also may know my affairs and how I am doing, Tychicus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you, whom I have sent to you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may comfort your hearts. Peace to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen.